Thank you for joining me on episode five of the Unique on Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am your host, Rachel Jenneman, just a regular gal, trying to help people know that they are called to be victors in Jesus Christ. And I had so much fun talking with Kenton today, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hello, welcome back to Unique on Purpose, where we are helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. My name is Rachel Jenneman, and today I'm really excited because I have Kenton Lee, who is from Nampa, Idaho. He's a husband, a father, a former pastor, and he is the founder of Because International and Grow Five. Thank you for being here, Kenton. Well, thank you, Rachel. I am so excited to chat with you today. Well, okay, so I have to tell you, last year I was just thumbing through Facebook and I came across an ad that said, the shoe that grows. And I was incredibly intrigued. I looked through the website to make sure, is this something legit? You know, who's heard of a shoe (laughs) that grows? And I thought, oh my word, this this is incredible. And I love putting together operation christmas child shoe boxes and i like to think of myself as someone who's incredibly anointed at shopping so i said (laughs) i want those for my box because i always try to put shoes in my box but why would i put a pair of shoes in there that i know is only going to last a child a year when I can put a pair of shoes that lasts five years in my box. And I want to back up a little bit, Kenton, because five, six years ago, you had a video that completely went viral. And all of a sudden, you were on the 700 Club, you were on the Today Show, BuzzFeed, TED Talks, you were on countless radio and news outlets, whether it was local or even international, all about this shoe that grows. So I just want you to tell me, I mean, from the beginning, what happened there? Yes, I love telling this story. And, uh, you know, it all started with, I thought I was going to be a missionary. And so right after college, I'd never really been outside the U.S. So I thought before I commit to like a full life of of missions, I probably see if I could even do it. (laughs) And so right after college, I uh, I, I lived in Ecuador for six months, and then I lived in Kenya for six months. And I'm really glad I did that because I, I discovered I got I, I couldn't do it. I got so homesick for Idaho and 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 Wendy's. I did everything we have here at home. I truly I got so homesick, and I, I have so much more respect for missionaries for people who yeah. who can leave home and 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 go uh, go serve God in that way in other places. But uh, but I had this life changing uh, experience while I was in Kenya. So when I was in Kenya, I got to live and, and volunteer at a small orphanage for, for the, those six months I was there. And it was probably two or three weeks into, into my, my time there when all the kids and I, we were actually walking to church and it was this dusty road in, in the village. And it was, I remember a really hot day and, and there's a little girl next to me and I'll never forget. She was wearing this, this beautiful white dress. But as I looked down at her walking next to me, I was absolutely shocked at how small her shoes were. Mm. She was wearing these shoes that were way too small for her feet. They were, they were so small she had to cut open the front to let her toes stick out. 
I, you know, Rachel, I don't know if, if she hadn't worn these before or if I just hadn't noticed before or what, but it, it was like the first time I was seeing this mm-hmm. and it just really, it really got to me. Like it just stuck in my gut and it just kind of hit me right in the heart. And so that was the day I had this idea. It's the only idea I've ever had, but I had this <laughs> it was idea. A good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'm trying to make the most of it. Yeah. Right. It was just this idea of, you know, what if there was a shoe that could adjust and expand its size? What if there was a shoe that could grow? It seems like that might make sense for for this little girl and and who knows, maybe other kids around the world too. And so I got back home to to Idaho and I knew I wasn't going to be an overseas missionary. And I thought, okay, I I still want to do something. Like I want to help people um, around the world who are living in poverty. What can I do from from home? Mm -hmm. And that was really kind of my question. Like what could my mission be from, from here? And I went back to that idea for a growing shoe. And I thought, you know what? I, I think I, I think it's important. And I think it would make a big difference for these kids. And I, I think I could work on this from home. And so I decided to, to jump in with uh, trying to make a, a growing shoe. Okay. Then what happens? Because you have this idea, but then oh, what next? Because you can't just have yeah. an idea and then let it flop. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. So, you know, to, to put into context, so I'll, I'll say it, and it'll only take me a few seconds to say it, but it felt like forever because it, it took six years mm-hmm. to, to work on this idea. And, and not many people, when they hear about our story, they just kind of see the end result. But yes. it, it was a six-year, uh, you know, failures and rejections and a, just a, a six-year journey to to try to make this happen. And so, well, and I you know, remember I in know, one of your, I remember in one of your videos, you said we had no idea what we were doing. Exactly. I was just going to say, I had no idea what I was doing. So, you know, I, I didn't come from a shoe background. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really didn't come from, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a, a an inventor. Like I don't tinker with things out in a workshop. And so when we had the idea, I, I did grab a, a couple of friends to, to help me out. And we started Because International as a, as a nonprofit to put a little structure around it. But really, we were just trying to work on this design for a shoe that could grow. And so the, the first thing we did, we reached out to uh, like every major shoe company, I, Nike, Adidas, uh, Tom's, Crocs. Just mm-hmm. I probably talked to 30 different shoe companies. And we didn't want any money or anything. Like We just wanted someone to either help us or even just take it over, like just yeah. you know, do the project. But we just wanted it to happen. We just mm-hmm. wanted someone to, to help, help make it happen. And everybody said no. Yeah, everybody, uh, a lot of people said, you know, it's not a good idea. It's not going to work. And so we came out of that and I wasn't, wasn't too disappointed. I, I, I was really convinced it was a good idea mm-hmm. because I had seen it. I'd seen yeah. it firsthand. Like I was there for six months and I saw how the kids lived and right. what a big difference shoes would make. And the fact that their feet are growing and the shoes are not, and, and they didn't have any other options for more shoes. So I just thought, like no one could tell me it was a bad idea, but right. still, still needed to figure out how to make it. So, and then we tried to make it in the garage just at my house. And I was literally, if if you're ever, if anyone's ever in Nampa, Idaho, come on over to our office because I've got the original prototypes that I made out in the garage, and they are just terrible. They're just terrible. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll look at them and we'll we'll have a good laugh because they are. They are nowhere near what a shoe prototype should be. So really quickly, like we kind of realized, you know, the the big guys didn't want to help us. 
but also we we couldn't do it ourselves. And so we praying, we were networking, we were trying to figure out who could help us. And finally, in a really roundabout way, we finally found a small shoe design company from mm-hmm. Portland, Oregon. And we told them what we were, you know, what, what the idea was, and they loved it. They loved the idea, and and they jumped in with us and and took us through about a year long design process. Uh, we came out on the other end with a really great prototype, and then we we were able to do some fundraising, little you know, coffee shop concerts and things like that here in our town. And we, we raised enough money to make a hundred pairs of mm-hmm. the prototypes. And then my wife and I took them back to Kenya and put them in four different schools, had kids try them out for about a year, got some really good feedback. Well, and then that enabled us to make our first batch of 3000 pairs. Just, just took a little, uh, you know, a short little time of six years to, <laughs> to work on all that. So stop right there because I want to know what that was like going back to Kenya and putting the shoes on these children and, and what it was like for those kids what was that experience yeah it was it was surreal you know for for me again this was this was something I've been working on for for years uh, at that point to go back and be in the same places where I was and um, with some of the same people that I was with it was it, yeah I remember just being very surreal I, I couldn't believe that we had done it, that we had, we had come that far. And, and it really wasn't, wasn't a, a very good shoe. Like I, I knew that we had still had, to, we still had a lot of work to do. But, but to them it was probably know, the world. To, to, uh, yes. But to get to that point where we had an actual shoe to put on a child's foot, mm-hmm. um, I was just so excited about it. And, and I'll, I'll, if there, if it's okay, I'll share one quick story. Yes, please. Um, one of the schools where we were having kids uh, wear the wear the shoes, it was out in a very rural part of of Kenya, six or seven hours from from Nairobi. I, I had already explained to the kids. I kind of did a little little presentation on on how the shoes work and why we're why we're doing this, and 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 then we started to um, help kind of size the shoes and put them on on kids' feet. And then a, a mom, a, a Kenyan uh, mom, came up to me and and she said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit late. You know, can you explain what this is? Can you show it to me?" And so I kind of took her off to the side and was just one-on-one just talking to her and, and showing her how the shoe could grow and how it works and why we were doing this. And, and as I'm talking to her, she starts to get tears in her eyes. And she, she then tells me, she says, it's almost like as she, as she understood what we were trying to do, she then said, these are so important. These are so important. And she kept using that word important. Mm-hmm. These are so important. Like she just, she, it was amazing. It was like the, the, the perfect response that I was looking for, right? Like, like yeah. from a real mom mm-hmm. living in a rural part of Kenya who has kids and she struggles and she told me, you know, she struggles to keep them wearing shoes that fit and she knows how important shoes are. And then she sees our shoes that can grow five sizes and last for years. And it was just like, this is who I made this for, right? Yeah. Like I made these shoes for this family. And here she is telling me, you know, thank you. These are so important. And so I've always held her words and kind of that image and that, that moment um, in my mind and in my heart. And it's really been a motivating factor for me to help get our shoes to, to more moms, more dads, more, more families that need a, you know, these life giving resources like shoes to help their kids be in a position to succeed. And so that's my, my lasting memory from, from those first hundred pairs that we got to, to take back to Kenya. Well, and in us in the Western world, 
we don't realize how much we take shoes for granted and we don't realize what something as simple as a shoe does. So please tell me, why is it important that these kids in Kenya, South America, uh, those that are living in extreme poverty, why is it important for them to have shoes? Yeah, great question. And, you know, we, we, we are very fortunate. If, if, if anybody out there listening, you know, thinks about shoes and, and if you get to make your shoe choice based on like fashion, you mm-hmm. know, what you think looks good and stuff, which is fine, which is, you know, I, yeah. I don't want anyone to feel bad about that, right. but it's just, we're, we're very lucky for, for those of us who get to choose our shoes based on how they look. We're very, very lucky. But for, for many people around the world, especially kids, shoes are really functional before mm-hmm. they're fashionable, right? right? Like it is a it is a necessary resource that really helps kids. And and I like to say that it helps them in three ways. The first one is is health. You know, I grew up here in, in Idaho. I ran around barefoot in the summers as a kid and it was no big deal. But for many kids around the world and in, in living in extreme poverty, it's a big deal if they're barefoot because mm-hmm. they live in areas that are very dirty and, and very dangerous. So for many kids, not only getting kind of injuries and, and you know, bumps and bruises that can happen when you don't have shoes, but for many kids, um, if they get a cut or a scrape on their foot and they're walking in areas that uh, where they live where there's not adequate sanitation and there's not clean water and different things like that, for many children, they're getting soil-transmitted diseases. So okay. they're actually getting hookworm and other diseases that are entering their body uh, through their feet, and it's just heartbreaking to to see kids be sick mm-hmm. and and have to have to miss school or you know not experience the growth and learning that they should as a child because because they're very sick from something that entered their body through their feet because yes. they don't have shoes. And so health is really kind of the main reason why it's important to have shoes. I mean, I, I never thought of shoes this way, but in some ways, they are a a, a medical resource you know mm, yeah, <laughs> they, they really true. are to help to help protect the foot and and keep kids healthy and the second thing something which i didn't know either until i started traveling and kind of seeing it firsthand but for many kids they live in areas where if they want to go to school uh, there's a required school uniform mm. and and for a lot of those school uniforms there's uh, there's a mandatory like they have to have shoes um, the shoes are a part of a, a required school uniform. So for a lot of our kids, they if they don't have shoes, they unfortunately and it seems so unfair and terrible, but culturally that's just some of the some of the norms. But if they don't have that school uniform, if they don't have shoes, they can't go to school. Mm-hmm. And so and then also kids are walking many miles, you know, to to get to these schools as well. And so we like to say that when kids have shoes, it just brings more access to, to education. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're able to go to school and, and for many of them go to school more often if they have shoes that, that fit and feel good and they can walk those distances and they can, and they can go to school. And then the final reason, it's something that I think everyone understands and, and it's true all over the world. You know, I've, I've got two kids at home. They love having shoes. They love having the things that they need, you know, Mm -hmm. and for kids around the world, it's just the same. When they have, uh, for many kids, it's the first pair of shoes they've ever received is when mm. they, they get a pair of the shoe that grows. Mm-hmm. And and when they have the things that they need, when they have a good pair of shoes that fit and feel good and look good, they're just happy. Yeah. Right? It just makes them happy. It gives them confidence. Mm-hmm. And so just like any kid, right, any, right. any five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old, I mean, if they have what they need to succeed, 
they, they're happy. Mm-hmm. And so those are the three biggest things that I've seen that shoes can provide. And, and I, I like to tell people, you know, shoes do not solve every problem. You know, they're, they're not solving every problem for these kids and these families, but they are a small thing that makes a big difference in terms of health, education, and just overall happiness. Shoes are a small thing that makes a big difference. Well, and it not only those three areas, but something as simple as a shoe prevents poverty. That's what you're doing is you're helping prevent poverty, not only because, like you said, it's something medical and that could cost them money, but also when you don't have an education in those countries, you're destined for poverty and they need Mm -hmm. to be in school so they can make sure they they make their way out of it. So in such a small, simple way, you're not only helping with health and in school and the overall happiness of the child, but you're helping prevent poverty. And that's that's absolutely fabulous. And you're sharing Jesus with a shoe. You're you're being Jesus with skin on. So back in the day, he washed feet. Well, you're clothing their feet. And, and that's how you're being Jesus to kids all around the world. Yeah, and I, I couldn't have said it any better, Rachel. That's exactly right. And, and truly, our, our mission, um, the, Because International is the name of our organization. So our mission is to use products like our shoes mm-hmm. um, as solutions to alleviate poverty. Because, yes, we, we do believe that all of these things are connected ultimately to poverty. And mm-hmm. we want to remove as many barriers as we can. We want to, to do everything we can. And, and, again, we know that our shoes are not a silver bullet solution that solves, you know, every challenge of poverty. But Mm -hmm. we know that our organization has a role to play. And if we can do our part, if we can partner, you know, with other organizations that maybe they provide clean water or they provide, you know, other other resources, we just know that we can help provide opportunities for empowerment to help lift families and communities out of poverty. And again, it's it's simple, small things that really can make a big difference. And so we're, it gets me up in the morning. I just love it. I get so excited to, to do these small things that make a big difference and just try as hard as I can to help people. Right. Well, because you're doing what God's created you to do. You know, you wanted to be a missionary, but God created you to do missions in a different way. And, and that's okay. And you're still changing the world. How, how many Shoes have you just, I mean, where's Because International now? I mean, how many countries have you been to shoes? Yeah, great question. So, you know, you something you mentioned earlier about um, we kind of went viral. And so we, you know, we, we had our first batch of 3,000 pairs and they, they lived in my guest bedroom at, at my house, uh, floor to ceiling and, and boxes. And that's all I ever thought this was going to be. I, I, I was a pastor. I, this was really just kind of a passion project, kind of a hobby for me. Mm-hmm. But then we accidentally went viral in, <laughs> in 20, 2015. And so, so in the last six years, we've distributed over 350,000 pairs wow. of the shoe that grows to kids in over 100 countries. That's amazing. And it's been so exciting. And we actually now produce all of our shoes in Kenya at a, a great local factory. And we employ about 20 people who manufacture and, and produce the shoe that grows. And we've got a great team here in Idaho of about 10 people. And, and it, it's my full-time job now, which is so fun to get to, to, to work on something, you know, every day that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so it's been such an unexpected journey. I never thought any of this would happen. And so, so fun to see, see God at work in, uh, in this, again, really unexpected, fun journey. Now, tell me a little bit about 
practical compassion? Because I'm sure somebody out there is listening, going, I'm not going to be able to change the world just like Kenton has, even though you took something small and you made it completely ginormous, bigger than yourself. I know that there's other people listening, going, I don't have a degree. I don't have the skills. I don't have the knowledge. What would you say to that? Yeah, I I, I love talking about this. So so truly, I'm I'm from a small town in in Idaho. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier, Rachel. You know, people know they know potatoes, they know <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. You know, they, there's not there's not much going on around here. We know and that you vote I'm, for I'm, Pedro. We know that. That's right, vote for Pedro. <laughs> you know, so I truly I, I'm a I'm a very simple guy, and I'm a very regular guy. And, you know, my dad was a plumber. Like I, I'm not a celebrity. I'm I'm a very regular guy. Mm -hmm. And so I love this kind of simple message that to be able to make a difference, to be able to help somebody Mm -hmm. like anybody can do that. Yeah. And, and why I believe that that's true is, is because I just believe in this really practical compassion Mm -hmm. where if you see a need, if you see somebody that needs help, if you see a situation where, where there's a problem and you think you might have a solution, just jump in and go for it. Right. Like even if you only help one person, or even if you solve only a small part of the problem, like Mm -hmm. it's worth it. I, I really, with my whole heart, believe that that small things can make a big difference mm-hmm. and that there's power in small things. And, and I, I know, and I'm, I'm not unaware, like we need to be smart yes. about ways that we help others. There mm-hmm. are definitely well-intentioned things that we could do that could bring a lot of harm. I understand yeah. that. But I also, I, I'm to anybody, I would say, don't worry about having the perfect solution or, you know, thinking of the perfect plan or, or waiting and to do something until, you know, this happens or that happens. Like if you see a need, if there's someone that you can help, if there's something you're passionate about, get started, yeah. jump in and start small and, and that's okay. Yeah. You know? And I think for me that, that message really helped me because I can often get overwhelmed by the, the enormity of a situation, you know, homelessness or hunger, you know, things like that. And, and it's easy for me to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix because mm-hmm. I think, you know, what difference could I really make? And, oh, there's, you know, there's no way I could actually help, you know, things like that. And so with this, with the shoe that grows, my only goal was to make a pair of shoes for that little girl in the white dress mm-hmm. that I saw that day. I mean, I, I just wanted to really, I kind of just wanted to make one pair of shoes and, and be able to get it to her. Right. Like that yeah. was my goal. I had, I, my goal wasn't to create a, you know, big organization and, and get out hundreds of thousands of pairs of shoes. Like if that would have been my goal, I think I would have gotten overwhelmed and I would yeah. have quit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I just really believe in this message of, of having really practical compassion and just jumping in and helping people and doing that in small ways. And, and the beautiful part about it is anybody can do a small thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not all of us could do a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, but anybody can do a small thing. Kids, teenagers, adults, old adults, you know, everybody can do small things. And so let's do it, right? Yeah, and our small things add up to big things. And it's something that I yes. think also, too, is kind of the moral of your story is while you were talking is someone's no doesn't always mean it's God's no. You were told no over and over and over again to your idea, but that didn't mean it was God's no, because God still made a way and he made it happen. 
That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll be real honest. I don't know exactly how God works. You know what I mean? And, and it's not <laughs> like he told me every, <laughs> it's not like he told me every part of his plan yeah. you know, or, or anything, but it's been so fun for me to, to have these kinds of conversations with people and be able to, to look back and see, Oh, you know what? I didn't realize God was working mm. in that way, mm-hmm. but he totally was. Yes. You know, even just the way we went viral, the way mm-hmm. that happened was easily uh, a, a God thing. That's why I say we, we accidentally went viral because I wasn't planning that. Right, I wasn't right. planning totally you know, anything like that. It, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't some big marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and so all, all throughout our story, I've seen how God kind of, he gave me just enough light to take that next step, right? Yeah. Like he, he showed me enough of the path to take one more step and one more step and one more step. And, and I felt like the whole time, whether it was even when I was traveling, when I thought I was going to be a missionary, you know, like like when he kind of called me into that, mm-hmm. to those six years working on the shoe, to, you know, these last six years where we're, we're trying to build an organization and, and make this thing really happen. I've always felt that he just has been calling me to say yes to, yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not fully understand it. I might not know what's, what's going on and I might not see the whole picture, mm-hmm. but it, I, I just really felt like he keeps asking me to say yes. And even though it's hard sometimes, um, yes. and even though I didn't always say yes right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think I've, I think I've done that. And, and, and again, it's just been an incredible journey that I never would have planned and never would have foreseen. And it's, uh, it hasn't been, always been easy, right. but it's been really fun following God on this journey. Now, what if I'm listening today and I want to purchase some of these shoes? Uh, can I take them on missions trips with me? Yes, exactly. So, you know, we, we are um, essentially we have two sides. We have a nonprofit side, which is where we do most of our work. And so, yes, we work with lots of churches, lots of different groups. So you could, for $20 a pair, you could purchase shoes, uh, you could fundraise and we'll help you fundraise and then you mm-hmm. could buy shoes. But basically you could get shoes to take with you on a trip. And that's how most of our shoes get to where they're going okay. is by people uh, taking it with them, checking it on the flight hand delivering it to the kids that they work with. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we also work with some kids too. And so if you want to, um, we have a lot of people that fundraise and, and they never travel, you know, they're not going anywhere, but they fundraise and they donate to us. And then we get the shoes to kids that that we work with and that we know. Mm -hmm. And so lots of ways to do that. And then even on the commercial side, if you're listening and you think these sound pretty cool, I'd love to have a pair of shoes that could grow five sizes for my kids. I'll sell them commercially mm-hmm. um, for about $40. Okay, and, the commercial ones we, are 40 Yep, and so those are on the Grow 5, and that's G-R-O-F-I-V-E. Uh, so Grow 5 is kind of our commercial side, and they're also on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon, you could get them. But our nonprofit owns the commercial company. Okay. And so if you buy a commercial pair, you're actually helping our nonprofit as well. But yeah, we've got kid sizes, adult sizes. I wear the shoes every single day. I've actually worn my pair for five years um, every single day. And it's just a great, it's a great shoe. We love it. We love talking about it. And whether you want to get it for, for kids that you work with in kind of a charitable way, or whether you want to buy it for yourself or your kids, um, we've, we've got kind of every option available. Well, and you can't even buy a pair of shoes that last one year for $40 for your kids. I mean, every year we're yeah. going to the store right before school starts and yeah. sh- shoes for your kids are at least 50 plus dollars. So $40 yeah. that's going to last it's- you at least five years. That's pretty, that's a good deal. 
It's not a bad deal, and it's and we've actually you know from the from the early days they've 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 uh, we we keep working on it, we keep tweaking it, making it better and better, and it's a really good shoe. I mean, it, it was good before, but it's really good now. It actually mm-hmm. looks pretty good. We yeah. we're just so proud of our shoes and and how far we've come. And so yeah, people can just Google you know the shoe that grows, and that'll take you right to all of our stuff. Or again, you could you could check it out on Amazon and and lots of different ways to find us. And and then we love talking to people uh, mm-hmm. all, all of my information is on our website and and uh, all of our team so whether it's um, operation Christmas child which I'm so glad you brought that up at the beginning Rachel we get thousands of shoes each year to, to churches and individuals and people that are putting together their boxes and just like you said and, and I'm a little biased. I love our shoes, but you know, why would you send a, a cheap flip flop when yes. you could send, you know, and it's a little more expensive for sure, you know, $20, but this is a pair of shoes that are going to grow five sizes and mm-hmm. last for years. Mm-hmm. And you can provide that to a child by, by putting it in their box. And you don't even have to worry about getting the size right, you know, cause they can just yes. adjust it. You know, you yes. don't have to get the perfect size for your, for that age range. You mm-hmm. can just put in one of our shoes and, and guaranteed it's going to fit. So we have lots of people that do that. We love working with, you know, if churches want to do a large kind of batch of shoes mm-hmm. and have it ready for like a packing party, we can do that that or or we can just do one pair and send it to you so um, all the information on that is on our website as well but we 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 have loved resourcing uh, individuals and churches as they make their their Christmas boxes that's amazing well Kenton I thank you so much for being here today we talk so much about being uniquely created and even though you wanted to be a missionary you still are a missionary in your own way. God created you unique on purpose and you are helping people uh, all across the world find victory. And I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the call of God on your life. And I encourage everybody listening to pick up these shoes, whether you're going on a missions trip, whether you are packing Operation Christmas Child boxes, people around the world, half of the world lives on less than $2 a day. So $20 is to them almost like a million. So spending that $20 to buy the pair of shoes that will last them five years. You can find Kenton at becauseinternational.org. You can also follow Because International on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And they are also on YouTube. Any final words, Kenton, before we close? You know what? I I just want to encourage people that small things really do make a big difference. Yes. And, and just get out there and whatever's in your heart, And whatever you can do, go do it. Make it a great day. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you again for joining Kenton and I for that fun conversation on the Unique On Purpose podcast. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. I will see you next time.